everything's coming up to to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. To to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. South cap, got that. Team ads, got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? Question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag. But boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back from KG to Zerbiak. And all I'm saying is that the cast the one stop shot for my timber wolves. Timber wolves, ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up. Timber wolves, timber wolves, falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him. It's the timber wolves, timber wolves, phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes. Timber wolves, timber wolves, talk a lot about them. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson. It's been a little bit, but we are back, and I'm joined as always by Chris Emerson. Chris, how are we doing? Doing good. Doing real well, you know, starting a new NBA season. We'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's crazy. I think it's crazy how close the draft is to the NBA Finals. It seems like the NBA Finals ends and then the new, then we got Summer League on the horizon, which we'll talk about in a little bit and stuff. And also we're joined by a special guest, uh, Zach Sigler. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, big fan of the show, so I uh, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're hailing from St. Cloud, correct? That is correct. Awesome. awesome. Glad to hear it. Spent, I spent a good amount of time up there in uh, college, so I'm familiar with the area. So. Yep. Hockey uh, town. Yeah. It's hard to have big basketball fans in a hockey town like that. That's yep. true. That, that's, that's a good point. And uh, and no football either. I mean, the football team is non-existent anymore, mainly because people would just go to the hockey game and forget the forget the football game. Anyway, it's the everything's coming up Timberwolves podcast. And as you see uh, on the ticker on the bottom of the screen, which is actually a new feature here on the show, uh, Wolves. And we'll start with obviously the first first round uh they draft walker kessler and wendell moore jr in the first round so let's start with you chris initial just uh, you don't have to give it a grade or anything but initial thoughts uh, of their moves in the first round and a lot of movement that they did um you know when, when i'm looking into the draft i usually just center on kind of the draft range that timberwolves are in um mm-hmm. so i don't have to really look into you know 30 guys and then I look right. at like needs and um, Walker Kessler was a guy I looked into and um, because we needed to add the ability to play drop coverage, uh, to play multiple defenses. And um, I actually wrote him off as somebody I didn't want. Um, I thought he was too slow. Um, I thought that he'd be a guy that would almost only be useful in the drop coverage. Um, he wouldn't be able to do like the high wall um sliding that you know vando does or i or if he plays with cat i didn't think that he'd be able to take on cat's role and then cat i don't think would be able to you know slide and do what vando did so i wasn't too excited about it you know there's other bigs that i thought could maybe do both um you know and i and i after the fact i you know saw some tape and and maybe we'll see you know maybe Mm -hmm. he can slide better than i thought maybe he can move a little more horizontally than i thought I kind of thought he was just a big oaf, to be honest with you, that blocked everything at the rim. Um, and mm-hmm. he has no sh- no real shot, you know, no. 65% free throw shooter or something like that. And 
kind of a non-existent three-point shooter, but I like the fact he at least took some. So that means it's at least, you know, in his arsenal. So I was really down on that. Um, you know, we'll see. I'm starting to kind of come around to it. But uh, in uh, in Tim Connolly, we trust until proven wrong, I guess. And right, then Wendell Moore. Wendell Moore was just kind of a guy for me. You know, he was – he's just kind of a guy, I thought. Um, we'll get into both those guys a little bit maybe more. But, uh, you know, I wasn't too in love with that pick either, to be honest with you. The guys that I really liked, you know – we're still on the board, like Nikola, Nikola uh, Jovic or Jovic or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. I really love that guy. And I thought that he has, you know, top five, top ten in the draft potential. Um, and he went one pick after more. So that's, you know, to the to the heat, which I kind of hate. So uh, that's going to hurt. Yeah. And, and you're talking about Walker Kessler's three-pointer. I was watching some of the highlights He's very tentative if he's going to take it. Like, it's one of those where he, like, fakes passes three times, maybe does a pump fake, and then gets wheeled into it. But, Zach, what did you think? What did you think of the Wolves draft last night, particularly the first round? What would what, you – overall initial thoughts? So, initially when pick 19 came up um, and Adam Silver walked on the stage and we picked Jake uh, LaRavia – I was not super impressed, but uh, he's, he, I mean, he's a stud player, uh, very athletic, but I know we have some Wake Forest fans that are friends of ours, so they probably won't like that. But to hear that, that we uh, traded back with Memphis, that I was actually pretty happy. So, um, but the person I wanted at 19 was either Dalen Terry or um, uh, Malachi uh, Branham out of Ohio State. And Terry went one before in 18. Um, and Braham went 20 to the Spurs. He was available. So I was a little bummed missing out on him. Uh, but with Walker Kessler, uh, I kind of have a philosophy with going going wings and, and point guards in the draft and, and getting your bigs in free agency and through trades and things like that. Um, but as far as what he does on the court, he's exactly what I wanted as in our backup big, uh, someone like a Mo Bamba or um, – you know, a big, a big like that. So someone like you said can can play drop coverage. Um, he uh, defends the rim with O'Fallon. Um So I think I think that was in the grand scheme. I think I think we'll we'll look back and, and appreciate that one. Um, and Wendell Moore, he's he's a three and D guy. I think uh, both picks are film uh, film need. Um, I'm kind of a firm believer in drafting best available, but. Uh, both fill a need, and so I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, you had some? Yeah, I think he nailed it when he said um, he protects a rim without fouling. That's something that, you know, I didn't – I mean, I'm not digging that deep on these guys if I if my initial thought was, like, I don't really like them. And um, they were saying that he – like, he was hardly ever in foul trouble. When, you know, getting five blocks a game and not in foul trouble, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. – I mean, all those little things like, you know, he's a great pick setter. He's a great screen setter, something that Cat's not that great at. Um, he's, you know, on the initial short roll, he's good at finding a little pass to like a cutter off. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. Like we don't as much. So I'm going to hold judgment. Um, but, you know, I, my initial thought was definitely, uh, like you, like I said, I wasn't too happy. Right, and I know you were pretty vocal. You wanted Jokic or Jovic pretty uh, wholeheartedly. I take Jokic too. Yeah, yeah, no, that that'd be great as well. 
I think I saw I saw a uh, a thing where or like a meme or something. Apparently, when when uh, Jokic was drafted by Denver, like what was on the screen was like a taco commercial or something taco, like that. Taco Bell ad. Yep, and it was just yeah. on the ticker, like like we got here. Man, that's just crazy. You think the 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 future MVP got got Time. yeah exactly exactly. So so what I what I kind of want to go with this is. Uh, so, and we'll start with you, Zach, because I know that Chris probably has a million things to say on this. Um, where, what does this mean for the Wolves' rotation? How much do you see Walker playing? And also, what does this mean for Nas Reed, like going forward? Because I don't, I don't know with how little Nas Reed plays anyway. I wonder how, because I don't know, I don't know if I see Walker starting necessarily. I, I kind of see him as Cats. Uh, backup. So we'll start with you, Zach. What, what does this mean for Nas Reed, in your opinion? Um, so if if the roster stays put, I think Nas right. will still still have a little bit more minutes than than uh, Kessler will. But what I think this does is it allows uh, Nas to be a, a good a good trade chip. So I kind of see him getting moved uh, in the near future. Maybe him packaged with Beasley or um, something. I'm not a fan of, but maybe even D'Lo. Um, so I kind of I kind of see him getting uh, moved in a trade in the future. Okay, so you see him on the move. Uh, let's say he does stay here, or maybe 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 you think he's going to go too, Chris. What do you, what do you what's the future for Nas Reed with the squad? What do you think after last night? Well, I've never the last couple of years I've or last year specifically, um, I didn't feel like Finch was really a big Nas guy. And and maybe he just knows he has to ride Nas a different way to get production out of him. I'm not sure. Um, and the thing about Nas only playing 12 to 15 minutes, it's because he was solely the backup five. You know, that's all he did. He only played right. when Cat was out. And sometimes I was like, well, I, I mean, Nas is, he's what, 6'10". He's not even, he's not like he's seven foot. And he's lost a lot of weight, and he's kind of spry. Like, I thought he could maybe play some power forward next to Cat. Um, and the more I thought about that is maybe the reason he do- we don't do that is Cat gets in foul trouble a lot, and to have a solid backup five is actually very important with Cat. So maybe it was just they didn't want to, you know, you know, get both their bigs in trouble. I don't know. So adding mm-hmm. another big is going to – Maybe maybe Nas will play more four now. Maybe they'll play two bigs at a time now. Maybe Tim Connolly coming in. Um, he worked with Finch when Finch was, you know, or well, he didn't work with him when he was in uh, uh, the, with the Pelicans when they had Anthony Davis and Cousins. But he was in that right. realm. Um, Dell Demps, who's on the roster, was there when that happened. So maybe they're going to do a two big lineup. Um, oh, we lost Zach. No, he's back. Um, I'm not sure what happened. So maybe they'll do a two a two big lineup or something, or who knows? Like I don't really know what's gonna happen. Um the thing about Nas is his contract is so small, he's only he only could really be added as like a sweetener, which you know is also important. So mm-hmm. I, I would assume he's gonna get traded. Um, but if he does, we're still gonna need another big because now right. we we only have two legit centers. So I don't know. We'll and I know, I, mean, I, know, I, I, I know the day, I know the day we see the headline Nas traded. I know it's going to break your heart, but I mean, it's it'll, just, it, it'll hurt me. But in the same sense, I mean, 
it's not fair to a guy that I feel like has 25 minute a game potential to only give him 12 minutes a game. Sure. If yeah. that's all that we can give him, like it's kind of a crappy move by our organization to hold him hostage, you know? So right. I hope they let him leave if he's not going to be getting minutes. Right. Uh, uh, Zach, go ahead. What would you got? Uh, a question that I kind of had is, is yeah, sure. um, do you, do you see a, a Nas and Kessler or a, a, a Kessler and a, a Vanderbilt lineup working out at any, I mean, within any lineup? Chris, go ahead. What do you think? You know, it's it's going to depend on me if Kessler can can move his feet. If he can move his feet to play the kind of you know hedging sort of uh, you know where you where you meet the point guard at the point of the the point of the pick and just kind of hold them up there. If he can do that, um, I mean, this anything's open. Everything's open. Um, if he's solely in the drop, if he only can do drop, um, I don't know how often are we going to do drop. You know, it's. It'll be really interesting to see to see how that works out. Um, the thing about Kessler is he's huge. Um, in the la- I saw in the last ten years, there's only been ten players that actually measure seven foot without shoes on, and he's one of them. Most of mm-hmm. them are bums, um, but he basically measures up the same size. You know, he's a little bit taller, but about the same size as. Um, damn, now I can't think of him. The big grizzly center, the big monster. Uh, from um, Australia or New Zealand. Okay. Hold on. Keep talking. I'll I mean, there's total. He's not. No, no. For the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. That we played off the court. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, Adam. Adam. He's like the exact same size of Stephen, Stephen Adams. So, I mean, this is a big boy. Like, he's not just tall. Yeah. Like, he's mm-hmm. not like you mentioned Mobamba, who. I mean, I'll sing praises for, I want to bring him in as, you know, if we can get him at a decent price, but you know, that's kind of another lean guy. This guy's a big boy. Like he's going to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, handle Nikola jo- Jovic, Jokic. He's going to be able to handle, you know, I mean, handle as well as anyone can, but he's going to be able to bang with those big guys. Right. Yeah. And I think that's one thing Kessler, like you were saying, brings is just some size to the Wolves front court. And um, the, the other thing I would say, the, the problem with, I could see him playing with Nas, but the problem with him playing with Vanderbilt is that's, I mean, he might be able to, to maybe get a lob or a dunk. That's two guys who are offensively challenged on the court at the same right. time. And I feel like the Wolves have had a history of having too many of those guys on the court at the same time. So that would be, that would be my thing with Vanderbilt. I wish that Vanderbilt could like almost like Gorgie Jang had could establish just like a short jumper or something where he could hit like a mid range 15 footer just, just to stay. I think he'll have a corner three. I think he's going to have a corner three next year. I think he will. Right. Which would be great. Which would be great. Uh, Zach, go ahead. Um, So uh, I think I see Walker Kessler kind of, um, kind of growing his offensive game. I think he's kind of a sneaky shooter. I don't think that was his role, um, but I kind of mm-hmm. see him growing as a shooter. So I, I, yeah. But on the on the flip side of that, it, that's what makes me kind of think we'll we'll hold on to Nas because we do need depth. And if he doesn't develop that, um, the trio of just of of Cat, um, Bando, and Kessler um, when someone's on the when Cat's on the bench, there's just not much offense. So. Um, right. That's that's the part that's make me make you, that wants me to keep Nas going forward. Yeah, 
Uh, Chris, go ahead. What we have to remember is we were the shortest team in the NBA last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, adding a seven-footer and then, like, being like, oh, now we can get rid of a guy? Like, no. <laughs> like, we need we need more of it. So, like, right. I wouldn't be overly mad if we brought in – hate to – you know, be a dead horse, Mo Bamba, if we get him on a mid-level and he plays <laughs> like a power forward. So now right. we've got Nas and Mo Bamba and, you know, Vando at the four and Kessler and Cat at the five. And now you've got, now we went from being one of the smallest teams to maybe we'll play Twin Towers. Maybe we'll, I mean, we could change the whole game with how we were playing. So um, it's wide mm-hmm. open. I mean, it's wide open. It's hard to tell what this front office is going to do. I mean, they made a million trades last night. I mean, they're moving. Yeah. So who knows? Like, it's one of those things that, you know, get back to me in a month when the roster's a little more settled, and maybe I can tell you what I think of the draft because I don't even know what the roster's going to look like. Right. That's true. Yeah, we, we are definitely in the early stages of what this roster is going to look like. There's a lot of question marks. There's D'Lo. There's Beasley, if he's going to be here. There's, I mean, a bunch of guys. I mean, basically, you could say for any guard on the Wolves, is he going to be here is the big question. But uh, let's kind of go into focus, and we might not have as much on this guy. But uh, Wendell Moore, our other first-round pick, um, we'll go to you, Zach. Uh, what, What do you think of that pick, like kind of a value pick? Late in the second round, we we know what Chris is going to say that he wanted a Jogic or Jovic. At I won't that say spot, it. But, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what do you, what do you what do you think? Do you think uh, he can be a, like a rotational guy? Obviously, I don't see him starting week one or uh, to start the season or anywhere. But where do you think he fits in with this lineup as it is constructed right now? I do like I like the pickup. Um, he's a guy who can handle the ball a little bit. He um, you know ran Duke's offense a lot. Um, That's true. So I, I, I think he can kind of play the one through three through stretches. So um, decent shooter, um, pretty high IQ player. So I, I, I like the pick. Uh, initially, I kind of wanted um, Joe Vick. Uh, I was kind of there you go. done saying the, <laughs> saying the name. But I did want him. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., I think uh, he was available. So um, I thought he would have maybe been a good a good pickup. The person I really wanted and, and um, was was Jaden Hardy. So if if I could pick one player that we could have picked at that pick, it would have been Jaden Hardy. But I, that's he's just a player I'm high on. He I see him as a, a future maybe Jordan Poole role. Um, yeah. So he was he was who I I wanted. But mm-hmm. uh, Wendell Mar- Wendell Moore he's a he's a good high IQ player. So I'm happy. Yeah, he seems like a good defender and which. Which, I mean, the Wolves have had a history of taking, uh, quote-unquote, good defenders. I mean, Chris Dunn, uh, Josh Akogi, but we don't need to talk about that right now. But, uh, 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 Chris, what do you think, Wendell Moore Jr., do you see him having any role with the squad at all? Or just do you think it was just a, and eh, we'll give him a shot, see what happens, maybe throw him in summer league, whatever, whatever happens. Maybe in Iowa, who knows? I mean, I, I think I think he'll definitely have some Iowa time um, this year. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, right. I, I see him as, you know, like you mentioned, Josh Akogi. Like, imagine Josh Akogi that shot 41% from the corner three. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not going to need this guy to be doing much other than when the ball swings to you, either swing it again or take the open shot. Like, that's all we're asking him to do. Um, make the smart pass. The, what I like, I mean, so I wasn't, 
What what really threw me off on that pick on actually both of these picks, but mainly that pick was uh, Tim Connolly before um, his only interview that he had. He mentioned that in the draft, he likes to draft draft guys that maybe three or four years down the road are going to be impact players, guys that have like high upside, like kind of take home runs is what he kept talking. And it could Mm -hmm. be smokescreen, not not to uh, not to um, not too strange to have a smokescreen at that point. But he um, so he was saying that and then he went kind of the opposite. He went with three year guys, guys that have been established um, and guys that know their role. Like Wendell Moore has always played with superstars. He's never been the superstar, even though he was like the four, like the 40th ranked player or something like that. So high ranked guy. But he, he was never the guy at Duke right. um, for all his years. So he'll probably fit in pretty well. Like he knows to come in and how to play a role, which is important for a guy you're drafting that low. You don't maybe want a guy that is going to come in and think that he's going to be a star soon because now, you know, you're getting it twisted on what you really can be. So, you know, like Zach said, he you know, he's a smart player and that's going to go a long ways and he's, and he's a good defender. So if he can give us a Kogi style defense with a spot up three point shooting, there's right. always a role for that, you know. There's right. always a role. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've seen so many guys throughout the NBA history. And I think it gets thrown around a little bit too much, but it's almost true. Uh, three and D guys just play D, hit a three every so often, and you can find your way on the court. Like maybe you can be our Danny Green, who knows? But uh, yeah, exactly. uh, so so let, let's kind of look uh, in, in any anything that you guys saw in the second round. And now the Wolves did a lot of movement in the second round. I think they made a total of four trades or something like that. Uh, Whereas there anybody, do you, do you think that, uh, and I'm trying to find who they actually ended up with. Do you guys, do you guys remember? Or? Josh Minot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that guy. He was Josh the main Minot. guy. Yeah, and then we got the, a Euro, the, like Euro, a Euro point guard. Like Spagnolo, Spagnolo or Spognolo. Yeah, we'll, he'll be a drafted stash most likely. We probably won't yep. see him yes. uh, for three years to come. Uh, but uh, we'll start with you, Chris. Anything you saw of the second round? So maybe not necessarily the guys we got, but guys that you think we could have taken like a shot on, maybe like an EJ Liddell or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, right? dude. There's tons of guys I loved there. I mean, Jaden Hardy fell to the point where it's like we could easily get him. Um, Liddell fell, which I didn't love the guy, but at that point for sure. Jim, um, yeah, take a shot, well, yeah. Yeah, um, I loved J, uh, JD. Uh, what's his last name? Davidson. The point guard with the law. Lo- yeah, JD Davidson. Davidson. I loved him. I wanted Gene Montero. Um, there's a lot of guys, but maybe there's a reason we didn't go point guard. I don't know. There's something there might. I mean, it, it seemed very strategic that we went out of our way to not draft point guards. So mm-hmm. we'll see what that's about. But talking about Minot, that guy. That guy's legit. Like, he's a legit athlete. I mean, he's a ways away from being a full rounded player. But, I mean, if you loved Vanderbilt, that's the same guy. Like, there's a reason why, you know, guys like that make rosters, you know, like Kenneth Farid type guy. Like, he's going to be all over the place. He's a super freak athlete. He's six, eight with a six or with a seven foot wingspan. He's not as bulky as, uh, as Vanderbilt, but he, you know, he, he can handle like he can handle wings. He can handle two guards just as much as he can handle power forwards. I mean, I think this guy's going to have have a role 
it might not be his role might be, you know, to develop in Iowa for two years until Vanderbilt's contract is up and he wants, you know, 10 million and we let him walk and we bring this guy in for, you know, a million and a half to fill the role. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's a bad move, you know, super upside athlete, probably the, one of the best, if not the best athletes in the draft, Um, never a bad, never a bad idea. Right. Uh, Zach, what do you think? What do you think about uh, what, what the Wolves did in the second round? Um, it was all right. I, I think there was I think there's a lot of hidden talent in the, the second round um, for our stash. Uh, you know, at number 50, at 52, the Pelicans drafted a guy named Carlo Matkovic. I want to say his name is. Um, but he's a guy that I, I see having potential. He, he'll probably come over in two years, I want to say. I know he has a contract right now. Um, but he's someone, a great shooter, uh, someone that I see having potential in this league. Um, I know we traded Kendall Brown and uh, Bryce yeah. McGowan. I think both of those players, Bryce McGowan's a, a huge scorer. Kendall Brown's a, a, a very good defender. So um, I, I think we might end up regretting getting rid of those two so okay interesting speaking on those two uh, one of those uh brown is from this twin cities mm-hmm. and um mcgowan i think i i think i saw him like sometimes early on as like a lotto guy like mm-hmm. so there's yeah there was definitely talent in the second round but you know maybe there's red flags on these guys you know maybe there's a reason it, it blew my mind how far hardy dropped like Maybe yeah. something's going on. Like, I don't know. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. there's more to it than just on the court ability sometimes. Um, so, you know, that's the stuff we don't we're not privy to always. Right. So let's get into it. Just just your own personal opinion. And I know hindsight is twenty twenty. So you'll probably have a much better answer uh, to this question. Just even even at the beginning of the season, but. What grade would you give the Wolves uh, draft? Tim Connolly's first draft, just at face value, what grade would you give it? And we'll start with you, Zach. What do you think? What grade would you give it? Um, so at first, I was I was probably going to be a little more harsher than I'm going to be. I didn't like it very much at first. Um, but I want to say it was probably more in the B, B-plus range for as far as filling needs. Um, as far as potential, I would say that was probably more of a, a C, C minus grade. But for filling holes, I think we, we got some guys that will, will uh, actually star in their role and, and get some minutes. I see I see more stepping right into the Prince and um, Okogi role right away. I, he very well could be a 10, 15 minute guy his, his first year. So, um, yeah, I'd say B, B plus. Okay, uh, Chris, what do you think? What grade, as of now, would you give the Conley's first draft? So, I was a CC minus guy all last night, and and I'm not going to fall too far off that. I'll probably go C. Um, but you know, we were a playoff team, and we had if we keep the roster as is, we have three guys that are getting 35 minutes a game. You know, pretty much. Right. And when it comes to playoff time, which all we really need to start worrying about now, hopefully, um, role players are key, guys that can play roles. And, you know, if we can add a mid-level exception guy that is a quality role player, and these two guys in the first round both play their roles well, which is big rim protector, brawny guy, and, you know, 
spot up three point shooter, tough nose defender. That improves our team quite a bit. You know, that gets mm-hmm. us going in the right direction. Um, I'm still going to give it a C because okay. I think, like Zach said, it, it really lacks in my mind, like, like the ceiling on, yeah, on both. None of the, the most ceiling is Josh Minot or Minot, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's a really long shot. Um, mm-hmm. These other guys are, you know, they're good. They're going to be good. But like if they reach their 99th potential or 99th potential, I don't think either one's an all-star you know, which mm-hmm. isn't really what you want, but okay. You know, I saw mm-hmm. a, a guy that's been on the podcast a couple of times said, um, po- uh, Poido, portal from, uh, the Spurs is kind of what, what, um, Kessler looks like. And yeah, but again, mm-hmm. that guy's a hell of a player, you know, yeah. like he's a re he's turned himself into a really good player that, you know, is probably going to make 20 mil a year at his next contract. So, mm-hmm. um, won't be an all-star, but that type of role player that's, like you said, stars in his role. That's what we really need. Right. And I, I personally, I, I'm more in the B-minus range. I'm glad we didn't go after a guy like Ty Ty Washington, who ended up yes. uh, falling back in the draft anyway. Because, and, and I, I was listening to uh, Locked On Wolves, and they were making a good point that if you really think that Ty Ty Washington is going to be a better answer than D'Lo in his rookie year, there's no chance. There's no way that he gets you more wins than a guy like D'Lo, even if you have to pay a guy like D'Lo. And I think we'll talk D'Lo and the trade coming up uh, in in the coming days. But um, one thing I kind of want to end with, and we'll kind of look outside of the draft, one team that you think, give me one draft winner and one draft uh, loser, in your opinion. And we'll start with you, Chris. What do you think? Uh, Non-Timberwolves, obviously. I haven't dug through all the teams too much, but I loved Denver. Or not Denver, I'm sorry. I love Detroit. Um, but a lot of yep. that is I really like Detroit's roster to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's easy to pick the guys that went really high. But, I mean, they've got, they've, they're really filling out a nice young roster that, that fits well together. Um, I also really liked the way the top three fell, like, for those players. I, I was not a Smith fan at all. I thought that he was maybe the seventh sixth or seventh best player but when mm-hmm. he fought houston where they now have play creators all over including the center position with singoon who's legit player i think um mm-hmm. now this guy can just play his role and i think he might be a star role player i don't see him a star so not making it so he doesn't have to be the main ball handler or the main bucket getter i think is really important for him um right. the magic going boncaro I love that pick, dude. I like, yeah, they I like it too. somebody who can, who you can get the ball to and, and he can just do it all. Like they don't have anyone for that yet. So I like the way it fell. Um, I love what OKC did just because I'm, I'm a big potential guy. So you give me, you know, a crazy freak like Chet, you give me um, that. I can't even say his first name, Jang Oak, you know, the, the guy that was a lot like uh, Jovic um, right, from yeah. France. Um, I loved that. Yeah, I loved that, dude. Um, Add them to probably the first pick or second pick next year. I mean, they're going to have a fun roster. Oh, yeah. Um, Plus, the SBA board already there, yeah. I think the Knicks failed um, because they didn't really bring in anyone. They just cut cap space to hope for a free agent. And, I mean, I've seen this Mm -hmm. three or four years in a row where they hope for free agents and none of them come. And if they're putting mm-hmm. all their baskets and all, all their eggs in one basket for uh, Brunson, 
go, go right ahead. That guy's not, I don't think he's going to be a needle mover. Like, no. you can get him, but what's not by himself, like, at least. No, he's what, five, eight? Like, come on, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, Zach, what do, you, what do you think? Who are some winners and losers for you? Uh, so my winners are, are definitely the Thunder and uh, Detroit Pistons. Um, oh, I love nice. Thunder going going after Chet. I think Chet was their guy, no, no matter if they had the first, second pick. Or, or, you know, I think Chet just fits fits uh, what they're trying to do perfectly. Um, a guy that I'm huge on is Jalen Williams, um, and they took him at 12. I yeah. think he can uh, be like a, a PG-13 light. Um, it's I a think Santa can, Barbara guy? Yep, yep. Because so they took he, two Jalen Williams. They did, yeah, in the second round from Arkansas as well. So, and he's he's and a hard nosed. People loved him. Yep, he's a hard nosed defender. He's um, high IQ player. He was, I want to say, he was maybe a three year, four year player, um, but he changed uh, Arkansas around, you know. So, yeah, no, I, I loved what the Thunder did. Um, Detroit as well with uh, Jaden Ivy falling to them. I I think the Kings are going to regret that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes, uh, I loved what they did. Um, and so the losers, I think the Rockets and the Kings are, and then, of course, the Knicks. Um, but the Rocks, Rockets and Kings, I think both of them are really going to grow to regret um, missing on Jaden Ivey. Um, Jaden Ivey and Jalen Green, I, I see Jalen Green as a two. Um, so I think those two together would have been dangerous. Um, yes. And Keegan Murray with the Kings, I think, you know, he feels – feels a need, but I'm a firm believer in, in best available. And I think, um, you know, with, with a Jaden Ivy on the board, I think both of those two are going to grow to regret it. Yeah. I, I would say for me, some of the losers, I didn't really understand what Memphis was doing. Um, Jake, was it LaRavia, La, La the guy that we ended up trading to them? I don't know how much value he brings. Also, they finally took the bait and took Ty Ty Washington. Now I know it's a late pick, but I don't know. I feel like you at point guard, you already have Jaw and then uh, Tyus Jones there. So I, I don't really know what they're doing. Also, I'm glad that you mentioned it, but the Kings passing on Jaden Ivey, I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Like that Jaden Ivey seems, I know he wasn't one of the big three in this year's draft, but he seems like a can't miss, um, can't, can't miss prospect. Although I do like seeing, uh, Keegan Murray going to the Kings. I think I think that's a good pick. I think it's a great pick if Jaden Ivey isn't there, yeah. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so that's going to wrap up our draft talk for tonight. Uh, Zach, thanks, thanks so much for joining us uh, on the episode. Yeah. We'll for sure to have you back. Yeah, I appreciate it. I had a great time. It was good meeting you guys in, or seeing you guys in person, and uh, I look forward to hopefully doing it again. Absolutely. And Chris, as always, thanks for being here. No problem, man. And this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode audio. And as always, go Wolves.